The Sharpened Artist Color Pencil Podcast. Inspiration and innovation. We're talking everything you want to know about this medium that we love so much. And we're your hosts, John Middick and Barb Sodiropoulos. Hey there, welcome back to the show. My name is John Middick, and you're listening to the Sharpened Artist Color Pencil Podcast. And sitting right over there is Barb Sodiropoulos, my co-host. Barb, how are you today? I'm doing great. We're back. We are back. Yay. And, uh, you know, it's it's been one of those things where... Um, oh, thank you. Please, no, hold your applause, please. Um, it's been one of those things where it feels like it's been a long, long time. So, and it's nice to be missed. Um, you know, I've heard from people they've, they've missed us, Barb. So that feels good. Oh, I'm glad. Nice. (laughs) Good. Good to know that we're not just, uh, putting out episodes and they're like, into the ether. Those two are gone. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) Oh, but there's been a lot, a lot, lot going on. And so Barb and I thought it would be, uh, best if, you know, we uh, actually had some things to to talk about. Uh, and my goodness, I am so excited about this season, Barb. I know you are as well. And there's just been a lot of different things that we've been doing individually, personally, uh, in our lives and in our businesses. And so we're going to just kind of catch you guys up a little bit here today and talk about those uh, for a moment. I didn't have quite as many things going on as Barb did, but um, a couple of things. So, but Barb, why don't you talk about what happened here? I mean, you you just like totally upended some things. I mean, and, you're making it sound like I like redesigned my entire life here. But <laughs> no, no. I mean, but you moved, so I think that's a, bit, well, that's yeah, a big we, deal. So yes, we bought we bought a house. So that's yeah. for those of you in a member circle watching the video version, you will see my my new office behind me here. And so, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah. It's so beautiful. Well, yeah. It is literally I mean, the it, first room. It's a far cry from my screen back here, Bart, but I mean you're trying, right? So you could you could be like in a city bus for all I know. Like you can't I have no sense of any kind of environment around you. You could be in a bunker, like it's I mean, it's probably better because it's less distracting, but I just like need to surround myself with things that are like inspiring to me. So that's why you see. It's really all good. The, no, it's it's a beautiful <laughs> studio. It's beautiful. Um Thank you. Yeah, and I like I like the uh the wooden mannequin. Um Yep. There's nice also there's there. a hand. I don't know if you can see it. I just moved out of the way. I've oh yeah, the there's the hand. There I saw yeah. the, a little off topic, but I saw uh went to one of these uh, little artsy um uh stores where there's consignment little tiny shops Oh yeah, yeah. One roof, you know. And I saw one of the the mannequin hands, wooden hands, and it was holding the light bulb. And I thought, that is so cool. Really clever. You know, funny aside story, and I don't I don't know Made if this it to is a the lamp, same. You know. Oh, well, well, perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I used to work as a visual merchandiser for years, uh, we used to have to tape the mannequin hands to the mannequins. And it's huh. because people used to steal them all the time. And I'm not entirely sure why. I don't necessarily, I honestly, it's the weirdest, <laughs> most bizarre thing. And I, I, I kind of hope that like it's not for anything weird because right. that's like not okay. But like 
But but I like I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, are they? Well, you using know what? Maybe as, like, they were going to draw from them. Maybe they were going to use them to draw. Well, like from. really, like I refuse to believe that it's a bunch of artists <laughs> coming in stealing mannequin hands. Like you know how just, outrageous like, inflation is. <laughs> You have a hand on you. Like, why can't you lift. use that if you're using it to, anyways? It's yeah. the, I, I maybe, maybe if I consult the internet, it'll tell me what the reason for these thefts <laughs> right. are. But it's, it's honestly like, it's the weirdest thing. And yeah. I yeah. just, I, it's That's one of the so things funny. I remember from my time doing that job is having to duct tape <laughs> mannequin hands to the full body mannequins. Otherwise they would go missing. It was like the oh, most ridiculous thing. Wow. I ne- who'd okay. have thunk it? I would never would have known that. Yeah. It was like the, I was like, why? And I'm like, do I want to know why? I don't want to know why. So, anyway. Well, so let's talk about the other thing, the other big thing that I'm super excited about. Uh, Barb, you published something, uh, a little tiny something. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> Just a, a little, just, little thing. It's just a little thing. Time on. Yeah, just a little tiny thing. Uh, yeah, so I, I wrote a book. Uh, no Yay. big deal. It's so exciting. Yeah. A book, yeah. guys. I mean, this is this is awesome. Oh, boy, more applause. <laughs> no, I mean, that that is that is huge. That is a big deal. I mean, it really is. For anybody that... <laughs> Okay, that that one's going on a little longer than I thought it was going to. <laughs> um, too long. Yeah. So well, I mean, no, for, everyone's taking their seat. Give them. They're a taking their seat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I mean, for anybody who has uh, ever written a book, okay, then you know all the work that that goes into that. I've not written a book per se. I've written booklets. I've written courses. I've written a lot of booklets for courses and things like that. Blog posts, whatever. But there's just that's that's a huge undertaking, but I got to tell you guys. Well, go ahead, Barb. You you tell us the title and and a little bit about it. This is <laughs> I'm excited about the book. It's so sure. good. It's something yeah. that's been needed. Oh, thanks. Uh, well, it's called Money Making Methods for Artists, and it's 40 ways to diversify your income. One of the reasons I created this book, and actually the primary reason I created this book, was because I felt like it was the resource I wish I would have had. When I was starting out with my art business and looking for different ways to kind of bring in an income and that sort of thing. And I wanted something that would have, you know, all the possible things or at least the, you know, the common and popular ones to give me sort of a starting point and a comparison point and be able to see, okay, like what is worth pursuing? What isn't? And, you know, largely the book relies on you to kind of pick what you want to go down and sort of research it more in terms of actually doing it. But I I think having a starting point and an understanding and an overview of what all of these things offer and sort of the pros and cons is such a valuable thing to have as an artist, especially if you feel overwhelmed by the prospect of trying to add these new streams. Excellent. Uh. And so one of the things I really wanted to focus on with the book is, is to give, you know, an artist out there save you some time from scouring the internet to find all this information and have a resource that kind of condenses it all into one place. So for example, if you're thinking of starting a podcast, like what we're doing here, it gives you some insights into, you know, what are some of the things you need to get started doing a podcast? How can you do it in a way that is like really low budget? And what considerations do you have to have? Like, 
What is it going to be from a time perspective? Is that something right. you have time for? Are you prepared to do the editing? Those those yeah. kinds of considerations that, you know, if if you're kind of ruminating in your head over different ways to or nif- different products to sort of add to your income stream, it gives you kind of a, a, a high level overview as yeah. to what you kind of need to sort of expect when you're getting into them. So I think it's, you know, a really valuable resource for anybody who is, again, thinking of getting started in, in different methods to, um, you know, make a, make a living as an artist. I certainly, I, this started as kind of a lot simpler of a project. I've been working on it for a while and I sort of decided I wanted to make it a little bit broader in terms of adding a lot more ways. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes, you know, I've, I cover all the common ones like, you know, taking commissions or selling prints. I wanted to add in some ones that are maybe not as commonly known, like applying for grants mm-hmm. or using auction sites, that sort of thing. Like there's there's a lot of different avenues that you can pursue as an artist and not everyone's going to work for you, but I think there's definitely some that are very untapped resources that certainly right. work for different personalities. And there's 4D, guys, did you catch that? Four zero, not 14. There's 40 different ideas, which I think is huge. The other thing I really like about the book is the pros and cons. This is written in a very idea generating kind of inspirational kind of way, but it, it feels very objective because you're not just trumping up one particular, uh, revenue stream. Guys, if you get the book and you decide, I just want to diversify and I'm just going to implement 10 of these, you know, or something like that. Not now, even, like five. Yeah, One exactly. <laughs> well, and now you have a balanced way of evaluating a particular income stream versus, you know, this one versus another one. And I I, I think this is an essential thing that uh, most artists need to have. They need to be thinking along these lines if, you know, you want to do this as a full-time artist or even as a part-time artist if you want to fund your hobby that kind of thing I think yeah it's and i think very good book sorry and i think mm-hmm. yeah the the thing that both you and i talk about a lot is just the idea that being an artist you very rarely ever um have your income come from one stream right it's usually multiple streams right. and so being able to find that good balance of those different things that are going to kind of consistently bring you in some sort of cash flow or definitely yeah. Things you need to consider. So um, I've also created a bundle of resources that kind of pairs with the book that is a um, some spreadsheets and contracts and that sort of things that are also um, uh, beneficial to somebody who's running an art business. So like uh, an artwork tracker if you're selling prints where you can detail all of your um, expenses that go into it so you can kind of calculate what your price should be for your prints. And then again, just a, a general finances tracker for your business and then contracts for like an invoice if you needed to send it to someone and a basic commissions contract. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's an additional product that goes with the book. But, um, I'm also working on a hard copy. This is me putting notes <laughs> in there, but I'm hoping the hard copy will be available soon. I've got to get in and do some edits, but, uh, that make it more. applicable to a print version. I'm really hopes that people find it valuable as a resource. Awesome. Go to the show notes and we'll have a link set up for you over there. You can click on that link to get Barb's book so you can purchase that for yourself. Yeah. What about you, John? I know you've got some new things that you're working on as well. Yeah. So, I mean, so 
Well, the biggest thing uh, that I had going on and uh, sort of a disruption to, you know, the normal day to day um, in, in a lot of ways. And, you know, I didn't think so much about this kind of stuff uh, when I was a salaried employee uh, for a corporation. But I went on a big trip and there's just a lot of logistical things that have to happen behind the scenes when you run a business. So I went to India and it was an eye opener. I'll put it that way. I, I just really came face to face with so many things that I, um, you know, for probably 50 years just kind of took for granted, I guess. And you don't consider, you don't think about certain things that you just, you just get used to in daily life. And, you know, and I don't want to, linger on it or anything too much but i mean it's just like the normal things that that you grow accustomed to you don't have access to over there and it's eye-opening for for me so sheltered little you know fat happy american uh over here you know <laughs> just like okay this is not the way the rest of the world lives you know and while Yes, I'm aware of that. You know, I've had people say, well, you weren't aware. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of that. But being aware of something and actually coming face to face with it, two different things. So, yeah, it was uh, it was good for me. It was good in a lot of ways. And I had some opportunities to take some photos as well while I was there. So I enjoyed it more so when I look back. I enjoyed it. <laughs> While I was in the middle of it, I was just like, why? You know, about certain things. But anyway. Yeah, I think culturally and just overall as a person, I think those, you know, as much as it may be uncomfortable, I think it's really valuable to have those experiences because, you know, it really, you know, as you kind of pointed out, it really helps you kind of understand what your privilege is in a lot of ways or. It does. Or, you know. It does. Yeah. And and you um you, you start looking around and observing things differently than you would otherwise. Just yeah. being in a different part of the country and the world uh, helps you to understand what's unique about where you even are yourself right. most of the time. Um, there was nothing, and I, I absolutely mean that, there was not one thing that would ever remind me of America while I was there. Nothing that I would look at, not 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 wildlife, not trees, not dirt, not buildings that I could look at and say, oh, that takes me back to <laughs> the U.S. No, there wasn't anything like that. But I mean, from like a creative perspective, and something like that, as much as it's uncomfortable, can also be like a really great source of inspiration because now oh, yeah. you're you're almost like transported to this, you know, what can feel like another world for you. Right. And, and, you know, if you're really in the right mindset of it, you can look at that experience and just be like, you know, it can, it can totally change your perspective on something. Like even yeah. something as simple as you, like you were saying, the wildlife and the trees, like just taking that yeah. appreciation of looking at something completely different. Like, you oh, know, yeah. we may take something like, you know, in my case, like a maple tree and, mm -hmm. and think, okay, this is something I see every day. I don't even think about it twice. But when you're in an environment where, all of something is so different. You're finding the beauty in those things yes. because you're almost seeing it with new eyes, right? right? Like you're not you're not seeing it from the perspective of something that's in your everyday life that you really just don't give any right. attention to. So yeah, well, and 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 the reverse is true as well. When you come back, yeah. then you start appreciating things 
that you do take for granted. And, and, and I'm sure. talking about wildlife too and trees and flowers and yeah, plants. Yeah. You you look around like, oh, this is unique. This is different, you know. So Yeah. So, Barb, uh, what else have you been doing? I mean, I know you've been exploring other mediums and diving in deeper into other areas of the art world. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I consider myself an artist first uh, above anything else, you know, regardless of the medium and that sort of thing. I mean, I have a lot of interest in different mediums. Certainly anyone who's followed me for a while knows that, you know, I work in mixed media, even with colored pencils. So, um, you know, for me, I always feel like as an artist, it's part of our job to continue to sort of learn and improve ourselves. And, you know, aside from the fact that I've even gone to art school and have a degree and all of that, like, mm -hmm. I don't feel that my learning and my education stopped once I finished that. And so I'm always sort of seeking new ways to educate myself in things and, you know, find new ways to inspire myself and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, I ended up uh, pursuing signing up for this course that is just going to give me a little bit more of an in-depth uh, experience, I guess, in creating with different mediums and sort of honing in my voice as an artist. And that's something I've really wanted to do for a while, but just haven't really found the right thing that I connected with to help me do that. And one of the things about going to art school, for example, is that, um, you know, again, I mentioned this earlier, you it, once you're finished, it's not that you've gotten the complete education. They really just scratch the surface in a lot of ways. And you don't realize that until you leave. But, but it really is uh, foundational in a lot of ways for what your career ends up becoming as an artist. And for me, I've always had so many diverse kind of interests in terms of illustration and just art in general that I've kind of, you know, dipped my toes in a lot of different things and never yep. really honed in on one mm. thing. And while I've enjoyed doing that to some extent, at the same time as as an artist who wants to sell their work and that sort of thing, it's also made it um, hard for me to kind of, uh, you know, when you're talking about describing the type of work you make or, uh, you know, writing your artist statement for that matter, mm -hmm. it starts to become a little bit all over the place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was one of my goals this year personally was to really start to find what my voice is and sort of dial in my work a little bit more with, um, you know, what kind of work I was making, the style I was making it in. And so I've really been enjoying working in oil paint uh, again. I, I mean, I did in college, but to be honest with you, I'm really realizing now that the instruction I had, like the teacher that I had, just didn't really um, teach me how to oil paint properly. And so I've learned all these new skills now that are allowing me to create in a way that I just didn't think it was possible before. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So, and to be clear, I'm not leaving colored pencil, but right, what, right. I, what I find with this Well, you've is always uh, used a lot of mediums. so Sure. Yeah. But what I think is great about this is, you know, and we're going to talk about this in future episodes too, right, is right. just the idea that like, Sometimes those detours into yeah. other mediums actually really help you come back to the medium you primarily like creating yep. in yep. and allow you to look at it with new eyes and right. approach it in a different way. Absolutely. that Well, and that's one thing I've always appreciated about you. And one reason why I knew yes. you would be uh, a perfect addition 
uh, as a host to the show is because you continue to learn. You're a voracious learner. For those of you that don't know, Barb is. I mean, she continually is educating herself. She doesn't rest on her laurels. She is reaching new heights. She's never satisfied with any kind of plateau. She's always reaching for, for the next level, which I love. And I think that that's the way we all ought to be. Um, you know, and if, if that's something that you want to do is improve, you know, and get better. And for me, that's just something that I feel like in every area of life, uh, whatever category you can think of in your life, you want to do that to be a happy, well-rounded person, for, well, number one. But then in your career path and being an artist, I'm hoping that a lot of you listening are interested in being an artist. Um, then that's what we want to do. And you're right. I think exploring other areas, it only enriches, uh, this concentration or this Focus study in colored pencil. So I love that. You bring a lot yeah. to the table because of that. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I think for me, it's really, it comes down to this feeling of like chasing inspiration sometimes, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, how do, how do I continue to push myself to find those things? And again, we're going to talk right. about this more in another episode because it really can be its own episode. But yeah, for but sure. yeah, like I'm really looking forward to sharing more of, you know, those discoveries that I've made over the last few months in terms of what it's done for me creatively mm -hmm. and, you know, how something as simple as really educating yourself in color theory a lot more can really just give mm -hmm. your artwork this new life that you just didn't think was possible or you know, like I, a lot of the things I've been learning over the last few months are, are things I've already learned before, but because I learned them in a different way, yeah. it's really just opened up this whole possibility to me that I just didn't think was there before. And it's really made me excited about creating art again, which has been really nice. So, uh, yeah. 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 I can't wait to talk about that more in uh, future episodes. That'll be yeah, exciting. Yeah, me too. So let's talk about Monthly Sharpener for a minute because I know you've added some new things there and there's some exciting stuff going on. Oh, yeah, for sure. So in Monthly Sharpener, yeah, uh, specifically in Member Circle, um, I, I do a Tuesday uh, live stream now for members over there. And uh, we've been going through a challenge actually for a couple of months there uh, doing a, one challenge and segueing over into another. And then also I have a uh, Friday follow along, which is a pre-recorded video voiceover in real time that I release every Friday. I'm able to slow down really and just take my time and show a particular process. We'll be on to the next one here by the time this airs. That's an exciting addition over there to the already robust offerings over there in Member Circle. There's a, a link in the show notes if you're interested in signing up. For a wait list, I think it'll be waitlisted by the time this airs. But um, other than that, something that I started last year in the fall um, was the No Stroke Left Behind series, which I'm super excited about the success of that series still. There's a, an engaged group of artists that are really pushing themselves and doing some transformational work which is exciting to me. They're not just taking a photo and copying a photo. They are, and I'm pushing for this, but it's nice just to see. I mean, a lot of these students are art mentoring students of mine as well. But, and so I know some of the particular struggles and plateaus that they've hit, 
but seeing them go outside of the box and create different backgrounds and and do a new twist on you know whether it's color theory or or on the composition or some other aspect of it uh making it their own and just pushing themselves creatively like that so i love well, that well and it and I think the thing that also needs to be mentioned that you're probably too humble to to bring up on your own is the fact that even even some of the work that you've created out of this is has not only been award winning work, uh, but also I would think some of your best as well. Because oh, thank you. Well, yeah, truly, so, yeah. Well, thanks. I, I appreciate it. The thing that I I think makes the No Stroke Left Behind series successful, and I don't want this to sound like an ad, is really not, but um, but what happened when I started doing these is because we meet, you know, a couple times a week. And so it's over zoom and we just do it in real time. And, and we work on the project from the very beginning to the very end. I don't have in-step progress shots or pieces that I, I'm working a little bit at a time on, but I'm doing the piece right there in front of everyone. The very first one that I did was Rugged Ranger, which was back in the right. fall. And since we've been doing one, just about, we average about one a month. And uh, sometimes they're five or six weeks long, though. Uh, but Rugged Ranger, yeah, it did. It was accepted into uh, the international exhibition for the CPSA, which I'm super excited about. Thank you, Barb. Well, you're not going to play the applause track for you <laughs> on that one? You you have the effects buttons, otherwise I would have yeah. pressed that one. But on anyway, no thanks. But I mean it. But what's exciting to me though is that I'm able to guide a group of motivated artists that want to learn more and more about this medium. For instance, that one we used ink tense pencils had this underpainting of this water media, the colored pencil, wax, and oil on top. So there's always something there's a little twist of something that we're doing that's different from the last no stroke left behind workshop each time so i think that's a lot of fun yeah um, i mean i think yeah. that from what i've seen those you know the series of them that you've done have, have all looked incredible and it sounds like the work coming oh, out of you. it from the students has been great too so oh yeah definitely uh i mean keep that up i think because yeah <laughs> it sounds they, like it's been really popular they they are popular. There's there's uh, so many both beginner and advanced artists who really resonate with this type of approach to teaching, and I I think it's time for something like that because now I can render in a 1080p uh you know a high resolution rendering of video, and then the video recording is immediately available. I email that out immediately after uh, each class each night which I think is is a great thing to do because you, know, you don't have to wait on it, you know. So anyway, other than that, I mean, art mentoring, I'm still doing that. Uh, just added something really awesome to art mentoring. Now we have group coaching as a, an option, which is super exciting. Everyone's really pumped about that. So nice. there's a course coming out here and there once in a while, and I'm trying to work on my own work. As well, I, I had a group show that I was a part of. Uh, it was nice. a portrait exhibition, invitational. So I was flattered that they asked me to uh, be a part of that at that gallery. And uh, a few other regional shows here that I've been uh, involved in. But other than that, yeah, trying to find time to work on just my own work once in a while. And that 
is always a challenge, but yeah, having a lot of fun. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's great. I mean, you know, here's the thing too, as much as, you know, we talked about, we were away for a bit, like th- those things are also necessary as, as artists who run businesses and, you know, create artwork that we sell and all that. Yep. It's, it's essential sometimes to have those breaks to sort of yes. step back, do those things, be able to give your attention because, right. you know, one of the things that maybe people don't realize, and again, this is something we're going to talk about this season a little bit more is that, you know, you're wearing a lot of hats a lot of mm-hmm. the time as yep. a business owner and as an yep. artist, and it can be really difficult and tasking at times to try and keep all of those things happening at once. And so sometimes right. that is essential to, you know, be able to recognize that you need to step back and be able to focus on maybe only a few of those things for a while. And I know certainly for both of us coming back and, you know, having that what felt like maybe maybe slightly too long of a break, but also <laughs> long enough of a break to sort of, yeah. you know, go and have experiences and focus on other things. Oh my gosh, I didn't even talk about the fact that I went to New York also in February. That's oh yeah, that's cut. right. Again, we'll talk about that yeah, in another yeah. episode, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like just have other experiences, go and focus yes. on other things and yes. and be able to come back and feel like you're doing things in a fresh way as opposed yeah. to you know, and part of the problem with something that is episodic or maybe feels like yep. it's something that needs to come out all the time is it can start to feel like a chore. And, right. You know, right. Certainly one of those things that you and I have always been very cognizant of is not feeling like, uh, you know, we're, we're not giving our best when we come here to sort right. of share things with everyone and not feel like it just becomes this mechanical thing. Right? Yeah. And I, I hope. I hope everyone appreciates that. Uh, Barb and I, uh, we did talk about that, that that was a commitment that we made, that we we were not going to do the podcast just as a, a habit kind of thing. Because for one, as you alluded to, I think it starts to get stale when you do that. Being revitalized and re-energized and, and coming back and really raring to go and having something of value to share with you um, is our goal. And we decided this a long time ago when we decided to go to an episodic um, uh, release schedule rather than just saying, oh, it's Monday. We got to record, you know, or that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's shows I follow and, and I can kind of tell or YouTube channels that I listen to or whatever or a blog post or whatever. It's like they had to put that out. I, well, I know, yeah, I know just, the symptoms there. It's yeah, like it they're tired to of feel this. Like- filler content right and and at the end of the day i think both of our goal with this is to make sure that we're bringing content that has value to people and and making sure that like what we're showing up and talking about is something that we feel is really important and i mean certainly there's been some exploration and format and kind of what we're sharing in terms of of you know content and that sort of thing and there are things that work and things that don't but you know, part of part of that process is having room to sort of explore and yep. sort of yep. see what's resonating with people. See if like, okay, like, do people even want to hear about this anymore? Is this information kind of just boring, mm-hmm. or is it just, you know, maybe not offering as much value as it could be? So, um, you know, that was something that really was a was a big conversation between yep. us, and I think, yep. you know, my again, I, both of us feel strongly that. What we want to bring to you, even if it ends up being less episodes, is something that just feels very valuable. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and like like Barb said, we hope that, you know, that's appreciated. And from what I could tell, uh, I've got some 
some emails recently and some some comments uh from from several that that you know i i i get contradictory uh feedback sometimes i i hear some say i love the artist interviews and then i hear others say i love the fundamental the fundamental talks where you guys talk about the the basic techniques and those are usually the the beginners or intermediate someone who just found out about colored pencil as a fine art medium and then you get some people who have been around a long time and they want that inspiration that we get from listening to what an advanced artist may say in an art interview. Um, but yeah. yeah, so that that's kind of our thought process, guys, on that. And, you know, as always, we solicit feedback. We want to know uh, what you want to hear and what you're interested in. Uh, I wanted to mention as well, I came across somebody on Facebook in an artist group that actually recognized me, which I thought was really funny because I'm like, oh, you know who I am? <laughs> Sometimes I just think I'm like living this life anonymously, but apparently not. Uh, but it's it was dress actually rehearsal. That's all it is. <laughs> and I'm like, does anyone know? Like, no one knows. Anyway, uh, it was it was actually she she left quite a uh, left me kind of a really nice comment because she she Aww. said that she's actually not a colored pencil artist, but that she enjoys the podcast and you know thinks that it's applicable to all artists. And I yeah. actually really yeah. appreciated that comment because yeah. I feel like that, it, you know, while while it is the Colored Pencil podcast, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I hope that a lot of what we're sharing can translate to oh, other yeah. people and other artists and other creatives. Because, you know, really, at the end of the day, I think a lot of artists are very rarely work in just one medium or have interest in just one medium. And, right. And maybe, you know, again, something we say or discuss can help you. Maybe you don't work in color pencil, but if it can help you apply it to what you're doing, there's so much value in sometimes looking to other points of view or other artists or people coming from different perspectives from a mm -hmm. different medium that can really inform what you do with your own practice. So it was really, I thought that was a really great compliment to the that show really to, is. to yeah. hear that. Once in a while, you know, I'll hear that, that somebody's like, oh, I'm an oil painter, but I really got a lot out of um, this episode or that episode or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's always helpful to hear as well. Well, so below to all you artists out there who aren't just colored <laughs> that's pencil. Right. That's right. And welcome, you know, welcome. Yes, and welcome. We're glad to have you in the audience. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap up here. And guys, we're super excited, like we've mentioned, about this particular season of the show. Um, And again, you can always reach out to the show, email podcast at sharpenedartist.com. You can leave a voicemail for the show. If you go over to sharpenedartist.com slash podcast, there's a little player doohickey. That's a technical term, doohickey. Over there on the side, it just kind of flies out there um, over on the right-hand side. And you click on it and it says it's speak pipe is what it is. And so you click on the little speak pipe icon and you can record a little message, wrap it up. And if you make a mistake, you can re-record. But encourage you to do that if you want to leave a voice message for us. And if you've never left a rating and or a review for the show, please do that wherever you get your podcast. You can do that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, hundreds Are of audible? them out there. Uh, we're on Audible. Yes, we're yep. on Audible. We're on Amazon Music. We're on. We're just just about everywhere, uh, because I made sure that we've aggregated everywhere. So, um, 
Appreciate you listening so much. It would not be a show if it were not for you listening to the show. So you mean a lot to us. And I guess that's a wrap, Bart. And we will talk to you guys next time. So until then, take care and stay sharp. Bye-bye.